Hello, faithful behind closed board listeners. We're back from a little bit of a break, and this is Dorothy from Altius Building Company filling in for your usual host, Jonathan Ward, who's on vacation, hopefully someplace nice and warm and sunny. Well, it's been a few weeks since we've last recorded, and the reason for that is that we were busy moving into our new headquarters in the historic Third Ward of Milwaukee in the Timberworks building. It features a lot of timber and cream city brick and the neighborhood is just so energized. We are thrilled to be here today recording our first episode in our new location. This episode will focus on our brews and building reviews theme with special guest Peter Damsgaard from Growth Design Group. And we'll be speaking about the Mobcraft Beer and Brewery in the Fifth Ward. It's an award-winning building, which was an adaptive reuse project for the company. And we are thrilled to have our special guest, Peter, talk about the ins and outs and the challenges of the project, as well as some really cool facts that you may not necessarily know. Thanks so much, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Take care. Welcome to Behind Closed Boards. I'm your host, Jonathan Ward. Uh, on today's episode, we're talking to Pete Damsgaard, the Director of Design and a Principal at Growth Design Group here in Milwaukee. For today's uh, date, it is St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2023. So Peter, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So a little bit of background on Peter. Uh, he has been with Growth Design Group for about 10 years now. Some of the projects you may recognize that uh, Peter has done, or do you prefer Pete? Either one. Okay. Uh, the Notre Dame to Pier, Cedarburg High School, as well as Journey 21. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of these, uh, especially Journey 21. Sure. Yeah, Journey 21 is a very exciting project for us. It's about a 11 acre uh, housing development out in Paps Farms for people with IDD, uh, intellectual and developmental disorders and really about creating community and housing after they reach kind of the age of 18 or so and become young adults and need to move on to the next stage of their life. Just finished phase one and hoping to see phase two and three come out of the ground here in the next few years. Very cool. Well, you may recognize the, the next building that we're gonna to touch on today, the Mobcraft Brewery in Walker's Point. Uh, this is on Fifth Street, just south of the Sixth Street Viaduct. Uh, this is near the Iron Horse Hotel and the Coakley Brothers building. This was completed in 2016. It's about 15,000 square feet. And Pete, if you could tell us a little bit more about this building. Um, it's a it's a destination now. People are familiar with it. Mobcraft has built up a reputation. But I think you had a challenge in, in creating this building and making it something desirable. Tell us a little bit more about where you started and what the inspiration was. Sure, um, it was an exciting uh, group to work with, two really young uh, entrepreneurs starting their business or taking it to the next level, I should say. Um, moving from Madison to Milwaukee and looking for uh, a home that they could call their own. They had been sharing some space with some other breweries in, in Madison. Um, and they found this project uh, and on the first walkthrough, it was 
a little underwhelming, the building itself. It was uh, a former parking building for the Iron Horse Hotel. There were no windows, concrete walls, single life, kind of dingy and grummy. Um, and they're like, this is going to be the next beautiful brewery. And we're like, let's do it. Um, <laughs> so so that's where we started. And, you know, what they really were interested in was, one, creating their home, like I mentioned, but two, to really embrace the character and the heritage of the neighborhood and, and really find a design that melded their brand and the neighborhood together and, and found a happy middle ground that was really compelling for everyone. You mentioned to me how originally it was pretty limited budget, uh, what you what you could do with it. And you said you've, you've been impressed by how they've grown into the space. Can you talk a lot about that a little bit more? And, and as an architect, how do you create a palette for people to grow into? Yeah, yeah it, it was a really interesting process. Like a lot of young companies, you know, they were trying to put this together and they had really big ambitions. And when budget comes into play, that, that changes some of the thought process. Um, so we were really, uh, the way we approached it was we really wanted to give them a great framework that they could start to fill in. And, and I'd almost call it a master plan, if you will, on, on kind of an interiors. Um, so, you know, we were able to identify certain areas of the building that they wanted some really beautiful signage for, but that just wasn't in the budget off the bat. They knew they were going to do things like a mug club, but they really hadn't been in town enough yet to have that. So kind of giving them an area that they could do that and setting up some, some blocking in the walls and some other opportunities to do that. Uh, another big one is they always talked about how we can continue to develop the exterior of the building, right? We were able to paint the inner building. If you notice the first few years, we just painted the two street facades um, and then we were able to paint the others. But uh, over the last year or so, they've added these really incredible murals to the building that was always part of the original concept, just wasn't been able to execute it on day one. Um, so every time I go in there, I really enjoy seeing the little, the little moments that have come to life that we kind of talked about we kind of knew we we're going to be there but weren't quite realized uh the first day they opened the building yeah the, the all glass garage doors that open up up into the sidewalk creating this interplay between the interior and exterior space really creates a, a sense of place uh where you know this was more of an industrial uh setting before and i i think it's great how you've created a destination place and yet been in tune with what the old industrial look of the building is. You, you haven't done away with it. You haven't completely covered that up. You've just played it up. Sure. Yeah. So Pete, were there any uh, exciting stories that happened as a part of this uh, construction for Mopcraft? Yeah, actually one of my favorite stories, and this might be one of my favorite stories of, of any building we did, um, I was on the site. We're kind of in the middle of construction, and uh, the mason came up and kind of said hey i have an idea for you I said great i love partnering with with the trades people i love hearing different ideas um so it takes me around the corner to uh, to where they're toothing in the brick for the garage doors and i look on the ground and there's you know maybe half a dozen or a dozen beer cans sitting on the on the sidewalk so i'm like oh this this might be kind of interesting <laughs> and uh so he, he proceeds to tell me he's got this idea of what to do with these beer cans so what they ended up doing was they were able to cut the top off of a beer can, fill it with the mortar, and use that beer can to replace a brick. So if you look closely around the, the overhead garage doors, um, particularly facing the roundabout, 
you'll see there's a handful of different bricks missing um, and there's a beer can, Mobcraft beer cans, tooth in. Um, so that's a little Easter egg for people that come to visit that they can, they can check out. Really? You could see them in the, in the wall? You could see them in the wall. They're on the exterior. Look around the jams of the uh, of the overhead garage doors. Yeah, that's cool. Tell us a little bit more about uh, Growth's work and your desire to create a sense of place and community. Yeah, so um, Growth's motto is Listen, Lead, Serve. Um, and that's something that we really take to heart and we can apply it to almost every facet of our business and our design process. And, and in that... You know, it's listen to the clients, lead them through the process, and ultimately create a building, a project, a place that serves the people, the needs, and the community. Um, so we're really here for that last part to create architecture that serves the needs. And and we do that, you know, in our roots with religious organizations, with some of our work around, you know, with different communities like Mecklen Kingsville and creating the, the gateway feature. And, and developing those. Mobcraft is also one of those great examples. Um, you mentioned the garage doors. One of the big things was they were kind of serving as the entry point to that Fifth Street corridor. Um, so they really wanted to, to people to do it. And we actually placed garage doors on both street facades. And the intent, we had a lot of discussion, but we really, they want people to walk, to cut the corner. They want people, even if you're not to buying a beer, if you're not doing anything, they want you to walk down the street, walk through one garage door, across the tasting room, and out the other. That's that's their preferred path of travel. Um, and I think it's just those kind of moments that we always are trying to look for and capitalize. Um, and we're not here to put our stamp on things again. We're really here to create something that, that's meaningful to the people that are going to use it on a day-to-day -day and foster a sense of community interaction. What types of challenges uh, did you have with this project and uh, anything interesting happened along the way? Yeah, I would say two of the biggest challenges right away were the building itself was kind of characterless and adding that character, opening it up. There were no windows. There was one garage door. There was a small man door. It was dark. It was dingy, um, but not, to your point, destroying the fabric that was already there. The other real challenge in, in, as with many projects, renovating an existing building is, is it, it can be fun and it can be not so fun sometimes. And this one in particular, there are things about, you know, energy envelope and code. We started to pull paint off the walls and block is disintegrating, you know, dealing with all of those things. And then one, it wasn't so much a challenge, but um, an opportunity was how do we fit the equipment in, right? It's, there's some big tanks in there. Yes, there's a lot of ceiling space, but how do we fit them in? How do we get them in the building? How do we get them erected? How do we get the line set up so that, that it works efficiently? There was even some talk at one point about, you know, needing explosion-proof rooms where they have some of their raw products stored and, you know, there's flower dust that's very flammable. And, and how do we appropriately do that but still make it open to the production line and make their, their production easy. So Modcraft is uh, well known for their crowdsourced beers. You can submit a recipe and people will vote on which recipes they want to see turned into beers. Do you have a favorite from Modcraft? 
Um, I would have to say my favorite is they're batshit crazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's one of the best. Um, and uh, everybody likes a little coffee mixed with a little beer too every now and then. So um, that that is certainly one of my best. But uh, we have an office right across the street, and it's been a lot of fun to stop by on a pretty regular basis and see what they're brewing and, and what's new. And, you know, there's certainly some that are better than others, uh, as any experiment goes. <laughs> sure. Um but that uh, we've been consistently impressed with, with the quality of beer that they're able to produce uh, and the unique way that they, they go about doing that. Let's talk a little bit about the evolution of Growth Design Group. Uh, I know you guys were uh, well known for your religious work, but since you've come on, how has uh, growth evolved? Yeah. It's been a really exciting ride for me personally. I joined the firm about 10 years ago, and we were very much kind of the go-to religious group, and that accounted for a majority of the work. Um, and Mike Growth uh, has done a phenomenal job building that company over the years. Um, he did identify at some point that he needed to diversify the market sectors uh, to make a really healthy business. Um, and I've been fortunate to be along for that ride as, as we do develop. You know, now we have expertise in public schools, in healthcare, uh, in corporate work, in religious work. We still keep that as, as a core part of our business. Um, so it's been really fun to see the business grow, the expertise grow, new staff come on board that's helping facilitate that growth and, and the personalities that come. It's been a phenomenal place for me to work. It's got such a great group of people and really a family family atmosphere and family approach uh, that's led by my growth. Um, and I really hope to see us continue to grow and, and to come into different markets and, and provide expertise and execute projects. Sure. Tell us a little bit more about some of the projects you have coming up. Yeah. So um, it's very exciting for us. We're very busy right now, which is great. We do have um, hospitality work that has been uh, something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and we have been developing that over time. Uh, we're really excited to see the renovation of the Seven Seas restaurant out in Lake Nagawica uh, into the new Commodore. Uh, that partnership's been really fun. We have seen great success in the last few years in our public school work and continue to want that to grow uh, along with all of our other market sectors. Well, before we go, we uh, have to tip our hat to Mobcraft. We're going to be sampling a couple of their, uh, their beers here. I picked out uh, for today, a fish fry rye, which uh, just think of it as uh, a refreshing drink with your fish fry, not flavored with fish fry. <laughs> um, this one, it's a it's a lager uh, with a hint of caraway seed, um, five percent alcohol by volume, and it's a really smooth. Um, this says lager, but it was described to me as a marzen. So it's a it's a golden light. Uh, multi beer with a uh, with a smooth finish. Tell me what you're drinking. Uh, I am drinking the vanilla wafer porter, which I think is also one of their kind of premier beers. Um, it's a nitro beer, and you were giving me a great definition of of the difference with nitro beer, where they're using nitrogen instead of the carbon dioxide uh, to create a creamier feel. Uh, and I have to say, I am pretty partial to the taste of vanilla, so that was what led me to this choice. <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Pete. Uh, I've enjoyed our discussion. Congratulations on a, on a job well done. You've, you've created a destination spot uh, in Milwaukee that uh, we all appreciate and, and enjoy. And uh, we wish you the best in your future endeavors and uh, appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. Very excited to be here.
Join us again uh, for our next episode when we will be doing more uh, knowledge chats uh, behind closed doors. You can reach us on www.ultiusbuildingcompany.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. So long.